When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the NFL Week 9 episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. The road to 272 bets continues. If you're watching this on Tuesday or listening to this on Tuesday, happy Halloween. Uh, I got my spooks in this weekend uh, by somehow losing two of the most heartbreaking bets I've lost in the NFL in my entire life. If, uh, if you've been following along, Bills minus 8.5 against the Buccaneers, which now feels like it was a decade ago. Uh, Bills dominated the game uh, several times, fourth and one at midfield, did not go for it to seal the game, punted the ball, and then the final drive, uh, drive by the Buccaneers, uh, three fourth downs, two of them, first two they were stopped on, but got uh, first downs based on penalties, and then the final fourth down resulted in like a 30-yard bomb to Mike Evans for the touchdown for a meaningless touchdown and a backdoor cover by the Buccaneers. And just when I thought that was the worst backdoor cover I could suffer, Sunday, Baltimore Ravens against the Cardinals. Ravens minus eight and a half, same spread, covering the entire game. Uh, Cardinals go on a drive late. Uh, all the way down, it's like a 70-yard drive for a touchdown. Uh, they need the two-point conversion in order to get the backdoor cover. Uh, they fail for the two-point conversion. Perfect. We are laughing. And then what happens? They kick the onside kick and recover it. Something that happens, what, 2% of onside kicks get recovered or something like that? Doesn't matter. Uh, they got it because, of course. And then uh, a couple plays later, they kick a field goal to try to make it a one-score game. First field goal misses. Oh, but the Ravens were offside. They kick another one. Uh, and it goes through for a meaningless field goal to get a backdoor cover. The Probably the two worst backdoor covers I've, I'd suffered in my life all in the same week. Now I'm sitting here on Monday Night Football. I got the Raiders. Hey, they're getting no played. I had no business winning Raiders. Uh, there's Raiders bet, but they get the ball uh, late in the game. They have a chance to go down and score a touchdown for a backdoor cover. I'd be like, and I was like, hey, you know what? I think I deserve a backdoor cover here, considering the two that I lost earlier this week. And of course they don't because this was the game that I needed it to happen. Bad luck. Um, I, I mean, it is true. Variance and bad luck evens, uh, uh, is supposed to even out over a long-term sample size, but um, it hurts when it happens not once but twice uh, in one week. Um, watching a backdoor cover, especially one that's like this, where it's like long, slow drives that just won't end, uh, feels like that scene in Saving Private Ryan where the German guy is stabbing the American soldier and the other American soldier is just sitting there watching it, just does can't do anything. Um, that's how I feel watching backdoor covers. I'm just sitting there as my bet gets stabbed in the gut by a Nazi and there is nothing I can do about it. <sighs> With that being said, I mean, we went 8-8. Eight and eight. Which almost makes it hurt, hurt even more because, I mean, even one of those backdoor covers goes my way. Of the three that could have happened, two that, I mean, one of them goes my way, we're sitting with a profitable week. All three of them go uh, my way. I'm having an unbelievable week, but of course, all three opportunities went against me. Uh, some of the worst luck I've had, and I, I, I feel like I was on the right side for most games, and I've walked away with an 8-8 eight eight record, which, uh, which certainly stings. Of course, there are some games I was not close on. 49ers, I was not close on. Rams, my upset pick, not even close. 
Uh, Falcons had a chance to win. That's another one that had a last-second drive uh, that could have got me the win. Um, they could not do that. Um, Jets-Giants was a terrible bet. Colts uh, was a bad bet. Um, and then that's it. So, I mean, I, I felt like I saw the board well. And uh, for the most part, just... A lot of bad luck, which happens, which happens, and I know, I know, I know over long-term sample size it's supposed to even out, but it stings. This is a, this is a heartbreaking weekend. So back-to-back losing weekends, although both weekends weren't terrible weekends, we are still sitting profitable overall. So I went 8-8 eight and eight for minus .19 units this past week in weeks 8. That brings my season 2 date record to 62-58-2 for plus 1.3 units. So we are still barely keeping our head above water but we are up 1.3 units uh i'm due for a big week because i've had now back-to-back weeks weeks with just some awful 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 luck i need some luck to swing my way uh my best bets last week uh went two and three uh one vikings and seahawks and i will say uh as much as i'm just you know bitching about having bad luck uh the seahawks was a good luck game so there's I, i forgot about that but that was one that went my way right at the end Seahawks could have kicked a field goal to take it into overtime and then really most likely best case scenario was a push but they scored a touchdown instead uh in the dying second so that gave us the win on the minus three so good luck there uh so of the five coin flip games one went my way whoop-de-doo uh teaser of the week uh also one uh, I feel like I'm doing extremely well with the teasers this season uh brought it down to Ravens minus two and a half and Dolphins to minus three both those won or it won because both those te- teaser legs won uh, if you're still in Survivor, and if you tailed my Colts pick, that lost for you. If you tailed the Chargers pick, that won. Uh, the obvious bet once again came through. Tough Survivor week this week. I do not envy any of you who have to try to pick a Survivor team in week uh, nine, because uh, it is all close games. I don't think there's a single, maybe one or two, I think two favorites of a touchdown, and then that's just about it uh, in terms of uh, lopsided spreads. Uh, so yeah, there we go. Uh, let's Let's have a bounce back week. 14 games this week. Uh, the teams that are on a bye are the Lions, the 49ers, the Broncos, and the Jaguars. Um, I will say I'm going to try to make this episode quick and dirty because I'm sick. Uh, I got a little man cold, so uh, I got my Jordan flu game here. So I'm going to try to keep this episode relatively quick. Let's get on the on the right side of things here. Uh, it is the NFL Week 9 episode of the Bacon Bets podcast let's go no lisa the only monster here is the gambling monster that has enslaved your mother i call him gamblor and it's time to snatch your mother from his neon claws more bacon than the pan can handle more bacon than the pan can handle more bacon than the pan can handle All right, let's jump into it. Uh, Not a great Thursday night football matchup. I mean, most of them are, to be completely fair. It's the Titans against the Steelers, but at least there is the uh, intriguing storyline about Will Levis, because I just watched Will Levis absolutely torch the Falcons. Oh my God, that was a tough game to watch uh, for your boy. Um, but I am going to take the Titans here, plus three. I'm going to continue to fade the Steelers. I very rarely, over the past number of years, I would I, I would love to look at the stats of how often I bet on each team uh, since I started the road to 272 bets four years ago. Uh, I would guess the Steelers are the team that I've probably bet on the least because their metrics continue to be bad. 
they cover in a lot of games. I don't think they deserve to be cover uh, to to cover. I think uh, Rob Bazola calls it the Mike Tomlin voodoo. I don't get it. Um, and as a result, I never think that there's any value betting on them, especially as favorites. And there are three point favorites at home to the Titans in this one. But I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the three points here with the Tennessee Titans because the numbers still tell me that the Steelers are a bad football team, and I just have to trust the numbers 28th and net yards per play at minus one only the panthers Bengals, and giants rank worse in net yards per play titans are 21st not great but better than the steelers and also the steelers biggest weakness on defense has been their inability to stop the run they're in 27th in opponent yards per carry along 4.5 yards per rush um and really i think a lot of their success on defense comes from the amount of times that they've been able to force turnovers which i think is part of the mike tomlin voodoo but uh, you guys have heard me talk about this before, and this is probably a, a hotly debated topic uh, amongst betters is, is forcing turnover skill or luck? I think there is a little bit of both, but I think it'll lean a little bit more towards luck. I don't think 2.1 takeaways per game is sustainable throughout an entire season, and that's exactly how many takeaways per game uh, the Steelers are getting. 2.1. That's a lot to get per game. Uh, so I think as that regresses to more of a usual normal number, the Steelers are going to start uh, losing games and, and stop covering. Um, now, it is hard to evaluate Will Lever Levis after one game, but hey, he looked fantastic. And don't forget, uh, Will Levis was, he did get drafted late. I think 33rd overall was the first pick of the second round. But this is a guy who, b before the draft started, like he was expected to kind of be the third quarterback taken off the board. Um, or at least some people thought that. Like this guy could have been like a top 10, top 15 pick. So uh, Will Levis has some talent and he looked great against the Falcons. So it's not like last week uh, with the Bears uh, two weeks ago with Tyson Bagent uh, had a solid start. It wasn't even a good start. It certainly wasn't a Will Levis start. It had like a effective start against the Raiders and then people were betting on the Bears to cover against the Chargers on Sunday Night Football. And I told you guys last week, if you bet on the Bears at halftime, you're going to be like, oh, I'm an idiot. I just bet on an undrafted rookie out of Shepherd University on Sunday Night Football. And what happened? He looked like an undrafted rookie out of Shepherd University on, on Sunday Night Football. Will Levis is different. Uh, first round talent was obviously not selected in the first round, but a first round talent um, who looked very good. Not just effective last week. He looked very good against the Falcons. I will ride him and I'll ride this Titans team uh, on Thursday Night Football. I'm not going to take him to win outright, but I got him plus three at minus 115. Moving on to Sunday's games, and I tweeted this out. Uh, this might be the best Sunday slate of games of the entire NFL season, and I don't even I don't even know if there's a might. I think it is. I think it's the best Sunday slate of the season. We got Dolphins, Chiefs, Seahawks, Ravens, and Cowboys, Eagles, and not only do we have those games but they're all they all start at different times we got the chiefs and the dolphins uh in the morning uh game in germany we got seahawks ravens at 1 p.m east eastern slate then we got cowboys eagles in the late afternoon slate um and then we finish off the night with bills Bengals. what a slate of games this might be the one day that well if you only have one well, i guess you still have to watch red zone but if you have a second screen you know what games you're putting on uh, so we're going to start off, uh, off obviously, with the Germany game. Uh, it is the Dolphins against the Chiefs. Um, I'm going to tell you two things here. Uh, this week, uh, on uh, in, uh, in three of the four exciting games, I'm betting on the total, which is going to be boring. Uh, and also, I'm on a lot of road teams this week. I think I was last week as well. 
Dolphins Chiefs, I got a boring bet for you. I'm sorry, but I actually do love this bet. This is one of my favorite bets of the week. I'm going under 51 between the Dolphins and the Chiefs in Germany. Um, the Chiefs secondary, I think this is a good matchup for both defenses. Uh, the Chiefs secondary has been one of the best in the league so far this season. They're allowing just 5.5 yards per pass attempt. Uh, and they're second in opponent dropback success rate and third in opponent EPA per dropback. So if there's any secondary out there outside of the Ravens, might be a little bit more uh, well-fitted to stop this Dolphins pass attack. I think the second best defense to do that would be this Chiefs defense. Now, the issue is the Chiefs uh, haven't been able to stop the run. Uh, it's a big reason why I bet on the Broncos to cover against them this past week. Um, so the Dolphins actually do have an effective run game. They lead the NFL in yards per carry. They might turn to that run game. But if you're going to turn it to a run game, that's going to keep the clock going. Uh, usually you have a little bit of low-scoring games or lower-scoring games. Um, you're going to keep the Chiefs' offense actually off the field, which is actually good for the under as well. Um, and it's going to limit explosive plays. Even if you are running the football well, you're not going to have as many big yardage explosive plays uh, that you would normally get uh, from the Dolphins throwing the football. So I think the Chiefs' defense can keep the Dolphins' pass game in check. Uh, so I think the Dolphins are going to be running the ball more often than, than what we usually see from them. Uh, that's going to help the under. And then we got to consider the Chiefs' offense, which uh, the, their offense has some issues. This is not the Chiefs' offense that we're used to from the rest of the Patrick Mahomes era, where they're going to score a ton of points, be one of the high-scoring offenses in the NFL. They're actually just as good of a team because their defense is so good. But we need to stop looking at Chiefs' games as just being, you know, offensive shootouts because that that's not that, that's not what this Chiefs' team is. Um, scoring just 23.4 points per game over their last three games, just 19.7 points per game. Uh, and two of those three games came against the Broncos who outside of the chiefs, the Broncos defense has been terrible all season. So I think it's going to be actually a somewhat low scoring affair, especially, uh, with it being all the way over in Germany. So the totals in the fifties at 51, I will take the under. Uh, if you really want to bet aside, I would just take the two and a half points for the dolphins. Cause it's going to be a fun game. Uh, and I would rather just, I, I, I don't know which team is better. Uh, I'd take the two and a half with the Dolphins, but uh, I think the value lies with the under. Uh, Rams against the Packers. I'm going to take the Rams plus three at even money. Um, there's a lot of injuries this week, so I don't really know. Like, I don't know if Matt Stafford starting this week is apparently day to day. The thumb injury isn't as serious as what they thought it would be, but they still might not start him, especially because I think their bye week is next week. So they might just give him this week off and then the bye week, and then hopefully he'll be good to go. Uh, but still, uh, I'm obviously going to hope that he's going to play. I think this line plus three for the Rams is assuming he's not going to play. So if he does start, I think we're going to get some CLV on this. Um, and even if he doesn't start, uh, I don't want to lay a field goal worth of points on this Packers team. Uh, Jordan Love has been terrible. Uh, they have the second worst completion percentage in the NFL. They complete only 57.87% of passes. And now they face a Rams defense whose defense struggles, but their biggest defensive strength is actually opponent completion percentage. Teams are only completing 60.84% of throws against them. So I think it's a relatively good matchup for the Rams defense. Also, the Rams have been running the football a lot more lately, uh, 47%. Of their plays over the last three games have been run plays. That's an increase of about 7% from their season average. And the Packers struggle to stop the run. 25th in opponent EPA per rush. 18th in opponent rush success rate. So even if Stafford doesn't 
start in this game. I think they can find success on the ground. And I have no faith in the Packers scoring enough points on offense to cover a field goal spread. So I'll take the Rams plus three, even money, against Green Bay. Another very similar game here, Commanders against the Patriots, and I will take the Commanders plus three, minus 105 in this one. Uh, Once again, the Patriots are too bad for me to lay a field goal worth of points. Uh, If you look at EPA per play, only the Jets and the Giants have had a worse offense this season than the Patriots. Uh, And now, um, the biggest news, which I don't think enough people are talking about when they're looking at this Patriots team, is Kendrick Bourne. Uh, their only good player offensively all season, now out for the year with a torn ACL. So they have no receivers. Uh, Demario Douglas and Juju Smith-Schuster are the, now their two receivers, um, and <laughs> that's not a, that's not enough for me to want to lay three points on this team. Washington, at the very least, has talent on offense. They have Curtis Samuel. They have um, uh, Dotson. They have uh, Terry McLaurin. Um, they have a decent running game. Uh, the Patriots have nothing on offense for me to want to lay three points on them. So I, I'll tell once again, there's there's a handful of games like these where it's just just shit matchups. I will take the three points in those types of games. Uh, this is actually a very another similar game, but actually like a total bet uh, in this one. It is the Buccaneers and the Texans, and I'm going to take the over 40 between the Buccaneers and the Texans because... These teams, actually, when you look at the numbers and the metrics for the Buccaneers and Texans, are actually almost exactly the same team. Uh, neither of them can run the ball. Uh, both of them are solid at throwing the ball. Uh, and then defensively, both of them are better at stopping the run than stopping the pass. So they're almost the exact same team. They're going up against uh, the strengths of both offenses is going up against weaknesses of both defenses. Let's just dive into some numbers here. 73.9% of the Buccaneers' offensive yards come through the air. 72.2% of the yards gained by the Texans come through the air. Those are the third and sixth highest rates in the NFL. So both of them top six in terms of uh, what percentage of their offensive yards comes by throwing the football. Uh, And then defensively, they rank 22nd, 23rd, and opponent yards per pass attempt. Uh, They're also 19th and 20th in opponent EPA per drop back so pretty simple here we got a low total at 40 and we have two offenses uh who have good matchups uh in terms of um uh the weaknesses of the opposing defenses very very similar teams uh if i were to take a side i'd probably once again just take the three points with the bucks um but i like the over quite a bit because of the offensive matchups here so i'll go buccaneers texans over 40 minus 110 Cardinals and the Browns. Uh, this might be the ugliest bet of the week. I actually got two ugly bets this week. Um, and this is one of them. I'm going to take the Cardinals plus eight at minus 110. I just can't lay this many points on the Browns offense. The Browns offense, uh, Browns offense won one of the worst in the NFL. Uh, and I don't care who's starting a quarterback. I don't know if Deshaun Watson's going to be back in this week. Um, he is the, according to pff.com, Deshaun Watson is the 26th ranked quarterback this season. PJ Walker is the 36th quarter ranked quarterback this weekend. So, uh, or this season. So neither of them are in the t- top 25 in quarterbacks. Uh, the running backs are all hurt. Uh, they gain just 29th in the NFL in yards per play, get just 4.6 yards per snap. Um, I don't care what team you're playing against. I'm not laying more than a touchdown worth of points on the team that is averaging only 4.6 yards per snap. Uh, only the Bengals, Panthers, and Giants are averaging fewer yards per play than the Browns. Um, so I will go ahead 
and take the Cardinals on the road here, another road team. Um, also, the Cardinals are effective at running the football. Uh, obviously, they're a bad team. They, they're going to finish with one of the worst records in the NFL, but they are averaging 5.1 yards per carry. I think that should be enough to keep this game uh, within eight points of the Browns. So I'll take Cardinals plus eight, minus 110 against the Browns. Another ugly bet. It is, once again, a very similar bet. It is the other game of a touchdown or more spread, and I am once again taking the underdog. I will take the Bears plus 7.5, minus 110 against the Saints. I'm doing my best to not overreact to the offensive performance uh, by the Saints this past week. Their offense finally clicked. It's the offense I expected all season, and of course, they did it when I started to bet against them. Uh, just my luck. Uh, but it is just a one-game sample size. Uh, it was that game, and I think, what, the game against the Patriots were the two games that their offense looked competent. We got to remember their season-long numbers here, and their season-long numbers continue to not be good. 22nd yards per play, 16th in EPA per play. And the Bears actually, sneakily, I didn't even really notice this until I started looking at the stats tonight. Bears actually have an extremely good run defense. Uh, actually leading the NFL in opponent yards per carry. Giving up just 3.3 yards per rush, 2.3 yards per rush over their last three games. Um, and they're also third in opponent rush success rate and opponent EPA per rush. So their run defense is top three, top two, top one in the NFL right now. I did not know the Bears' run defense was that good. So uh, if the Saints can't move the ball on the ground uh, to complement their pass game, I think that's going to keep them from at least blowing the Bears out of the water here. Um, I don't know who's going to be in a quarterback for the Bears. Um, hopefully they can do enough. They can run the ball, actually, just like they can they can stop the run on defense, they can run the ball pretty effectively on offense as well. So I'm hoping they can do that against the Saints team and keep this game a little bit close. If the Saints have another really good offensive performance this game, then I'll be like, okay, maybe it just took Derek Carr a little bit to get used to uh, a different team, a new scheme. Um, but I need more than just a one-game sample size to do that. So I will take the touchdown with uh, a hook. So set plus 7.5 with the Bears in New Orleans. Once again, I'm back in another road team and there you go we're seven games through so i'm going to take a quick break i'll be right back to break down the rest of my slate and then uh, as always at the end of the show i will give you my best bets uh my teaser my survivor uh and all that stuff so i'll be right back in just one moment all right we're back let's talk about the uh second half of games uh starting with uh, sneakily one of the best games of the day, uh, the best game of the 1 p.m. Eastern slate, uh, the one that I might be the most excited for, to be completely honest, because I think it's going to tell us a lot about um, the kind of second tier of teams. Uh, we know the Chiefs are going to be there at the end of the season. We know the Eagles are going to be there at the end of the season. Um, but we're still trying to figure out, especially in each conference, who the second tier of teams are, and that is the Seahawks and the Ravens. Um, and those two teams are, taking, are facing off uh, this week. Once again, though, I unfortunately have a boring bet for it. I'm going to take the under 43 between the Seahawks and the Ravens, minus 110, because uh, both uh, offensive strengths uh, of each team are going up against defensive strengths of each team. So I think we're going to see a little bit of a slugfest here. Uh, nobody runs the ball more than the Baltimore Ravens. This really shouldn't come as a surprise to too many people, considering Lamar Jackson is their quarterback. 51.08% of their plays uh, end up being run plays. And now they take on a Seahawks defense that is third in opponent yards per carry, fourth in opponent rush success rate. Uh, and on the flip side, the Seahawks, in terms of throwing the football, they don't necessarily... Uh, it is actually a pretty even split between uh, running and throwing. 
But kind of the eye test tells me that uh, the heart of this offense is through Geno Smith and this wide receiving core uh, of DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, uh, Jackson Smith, uh, Najigba, uh, and Bobo. Um, Bobo is kind of fun to watch, fun name. Um, so I'm going to take the under because the Seahawks uh, are going up against a Ravens defense uh, that is very good at stopping the pass. Uh, one of the best secondaries in the NFL so far uh, this season. Uh, they are first in opponent yards per pass attempt, giving up 4.6 yards per throw. Second opponent EPA per dropback and fourth in opponent dropback success rate. Um, so we got offensive strength and offensive strength going against defensive strength versus defensive strength. In my opinion, that usually uh, ends up in a bit of a lower-scoring game. So I'm going to take the under 43 between the Seahawks and the Ravens. Next up, we got my Falcons going up against the Vikings. That was a tough one for my Falcons. And this is a tough game for me to handicap, especially on Monday. Uh, if I were you, uh, I would probably wait until later in the week because we don't know for sure who's starting a quarterback for the Vikings. It's probably going to be Jaron Hall, the fifth-round rookie out of BYU. I assume even if they make... A trade here at the deadline uh, on uh, Tuesday um, or sign a free agent. Are they going to be ready to go by Sunday? I don't know. It's possible, um, but I'm going to assume it's going to be Jaron Hall. And then the Falcons, uh, Arthur Smith said today, um, when I say today, I'm recording on Monday night, um, that uh, they're going to announce who their starting quarterback is going to be for this week on Wednesday. So we, in theory, don't know the starting quarterback for either team this week. I'm going to assume Desmond Ritter is going to start again. Uh, even though I'm kind of... I, I, I've run out of time for defending Desmond Ritter. I, I think I'm done, especially when Taylor Heineke got in the game this past week. Uh, the offense looked better than it has all season, and it looked exciting, and it looked like that life. But for a team to bench a second-year quarterback uh, and put in their backup in Heineke, that effectively says that we're done trying. Um, you don't really see a team bench the guy who's supposed to be the future and then, you know, still have faith and give him another shot uh, somewhere down the road. So it's not just a matter of, unfortunately, you know, it's not as easy as just starting the quarterback they think is going to give them the best chance in the future. Um, it's about whether or not you're ready to give up on your project quarterback. So I think they're going to start Ritter. Um, they could start Heineke, though. Uh, regardless, I made my bet on the Falcons, minus four and a half. Um, I don't, I, I mean, I I kind of actually wanted to bet on the Vikings because I've been betting, betting on the Vikings all season. Um, I can't bet on Jaron Hall, though. Uh, he's not Will Levis. He's not a first-round talent. This guy was drafted in the fifth round. And also, what's kind of interesting, he was picked from BYU. Um, and you know who BYU had on their team? Puka Nakua. Um, makes you wonder, is this Jaron Hall guy really that good, or did he just have Puka Nakua on his team? I don't know. Maybe he is great. Um, maybe the reason he was drafted and had to had the success he did at BYU was because he had Puka Nakua he could throw to. People are asking. Uh, and I mean, overall, the, the Falcons' stats are still pretty solid this season. 12th in the NFL in net yards per play, plus point two. Uh, turnovers are absolutely killing this team. 30th uh, in turn, uh, average turnover margin at minus 0.9. So they are pretty much uh, in an average game losing the turnover battle by one. Uh, so it's not just they're turning the ball over on offense. They aren't getting a lot of takeaways on defense either. So that's hurting them. Uh, if they can fix that issue, they're actually a, a, a good team. So 
Hopefully they don't lose to two uh, rookie quarterbacks in back-to-back weeks. I will take the Falcons to win and cover in that spot, but certainly not a play, especially as of now, Monday night, when I don't know who's starting now. If, Ty- if T- Heineke starts, Falcons minus four and a half is a fantastic bet. If Ritter starts, I think this line kind of reflects that Ritter is going to start, to be honest. Because I think if Heineke starts, I think we're going to see the line move more towards five and a half, six uh, than four and a half. I think four and a half reflects Ritter starting. So... Hopefully Heineke starts in terms of a bet, and hopefully we get some CLV here. But, uh, yeah, when you don't know who's starting at quarterback for both sides, I don't really know what way you can go. The total's low, but probably rightfully, 37.5. Overall, totals are, have become lower um, set by odds makers because unders are hitting at such a high rate this season. Um, both defenses are actually solid. Vikings defense is a lot better than people think. I don't really want to bet the over. Um, especially with Jaron Hall starting for the Vikings. I don't really want to bet on the Vikings with Jaron Hall starting. It's kind of hard to bet the Falcons because I don't know who's starting a quarterback. Just give me the Falcons. I'll uh, Give me the Falcons. Tough to back a Vikings team on the road with no Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins. Uh, next up, we got Colts, Panthers. Uh, I did hit the upset pick last week of the Panthers. I didn't hit my upset pick of the Rams, but I did hit Panthers, I think, plus 135, uh, which helped out. Uh, my record there um, uh, at the end of the week uh, made the eight and eight um, not be as l- much of a losing week as eight and eight would usually be. Uh, but I'm not going to back the Panthers this week. I think the they I, I don't think the Panthers match up against the Colts as well as they do did against the Texans because the worst part about the Panthers is their inability to stop the run. Uh, some might say the worst rush defense in the NFL. 32nd opponent EPA per rush, 31st an opponent rush success rate. Uh, and a reason why I bet on the Texans because the Texans can't run the ball either. Uh, so it, they couldn't really exploit the Panthers' biggest weakness. But the Colts can run the ball. They average 4.5 yards per rush. Uh, if you want to, uh, if you're building a DFS lineup this week, I would suggest taking Jonathan Taylor uh, or Zach Moss for a much cheaper option because uh, I think the Colts running backs are going to have a lot of success this week. Colts overall, actually, um, I, I like the Colts. 12th in net yards per play at plus point one. Uh, Panthers 30th at minus 1.2. I set this line as Colts being a three and a half point favorite. You can still get two and a half out there. Um, I'm going to guess the line's probably going to settle at three. Uh, so I will take the Colts at minus two and a half. Minus 115, though, how to take the juice uh, on that one. Uh, Giants Raiders. Uh, just give me the Giants on the money line. This is my only upset pick of the week. Um, a lot of short underdogs. I probably could have taken some other money lines, but there's a lot of spots where the line was exactly at three. And uh, I kind of like having those field goals, especially in those toilet bowl of games. But after watching the Raiders tonight, I have no interest in betting the Raiders. I especially have no interest betting the Raiders as favorites. They're, they're painful. They're the worst coach team in the NFL. That was my big takeaway for Monday Night Football. Oh my God, are they poorly coached. Uh, you can kind of sense a little bit of implosion uh, on the Raiders now with uh, Devontae Adams being pissed. He signed with the Raiders to play with Derek Carr. Now he has Jimmy Garoppolo throwing in the ball, and Jimmy Garoppolo has sucked. Uh, their defense looked like Swiss cheese out there. And the Giants, I actually think, even though that was a shit, shit, shit performance against the Jets, over the next couple weeks, the Giants might catch fire here. Let's look at their next few opponents. Uh, the Giants have... Oh, they have the Cowboys next week, so that's going to be tough for them. Uh, Raiders, Cowboys, Commanders, Patriots, Packers, Saints. The Giants, in the next six weeks, are going to win four games. They're going to go four and two in their next six games. Daniel Jones is back. That's going to be huge for them. I think Daniel Jones is actually going to look pretty solid. 
and their defense over their last three games the Giants defense has given up 4.4 yards per play that is the second best mark in the NFL over each team's last three games their defense has come alive their pass rushes look very good overall their defense has played very good uh I think the Giants are uh this is the buy low spot on the Giants now buy low on the Giants I think they beat the Raiders I'm kind of surprised they're that they're underdogs I would set this game as a pick them so with the Giants being uh two and a half three point favorites is a line or two sorry two and a half three point underdogs is a line I'll take them to win outright because I think it should be a pick them with the Giants on the road they are on the road it is in Las Vegas if the Giants were at home I'd set them as like two point favorite point and a half favorite um yeah I think I think the Giants might turn things around a little bit they're not going to make the playoffs it's too late they kind of had to beat the Jets to have any chance but actually I will say just a complete side note let's look the NFL playoff pitcher. Falcons still uh, winning the NFC South as of right now, but they're tied with the Saints 4-4. Four four. But that final wildcard spot in the NFC is going to be a bad team. Um, right now, it's the Vikings. They're at 4-4, four four, but they're obviously have a tough challenge now with Kirk Cousins done. Um, and then it's Saints 4-4, four four, Buccaneers 3-4, Rams 3-5, Commanders 3-5, Packers 2-5, Giants 2-6, Bears like... That's last wildcard team, unless the Vikings figure something out a quarterback, is probably going to be the second team in the NFC South. The Falcons or the Saints, maybe, which is great for the Falcons. Um, but that team might end up being the second wildcard team is going to be like a 9-8 and eight team at best. So there are, if you actually want to take a shot on some on some teams pretty far down the, uh, down the list here to, uh, I know I'm going off on a little tangent here about uh, futures here, but let's... Um, uh, strength of schedule remaining. NFL. Let's see if any bad teams in the NFC, or at least bad record teams in the NFC, have some easy... Ooh, Ravens have the toughest schedule left. That's interesting. Falcons have the easy schedule remaining. That is beautiful. That is what I'd like to see. Uh, Colts, not NFC, so it doesn't matter. Saints, I mean, the it's going to be the second NFC South team. Three of the five teams that have the easy schedules remaining are the Bucks, Saints, and Falcons. Packers, 27th. They have a relatively easy schedule remaining. Rams, 24th. Could be the Packers, Rams. I don't believe in the Packers. If Matt Stafford can get healthy, I kind of do believe in the Rams. What are the Rams' playoff odds right now? Uh, is it going to show me or... No, because it hasn't been updated from tonight. Futures to make the playoffs. They do not have the Rams, probably, because they need to wait to see what Stafford's saying. Yeah, the Rams not listed. Packers plus 450. No. My point of that uh, was the Giants are still technically alive. They got to get hot quick in a hurry because they're two and six they had to beat the jets there so they're probably out of it um but i do think the giants are gonna go four and two in their next six games market uh, and i think that starts with the win against the raiders uh moving on what do we got here uh we got uh the nfc east game the cowboys and the eagles of course you know i'm gonna take the eagles minus three minus 105 the only hard team the cowboys have played so far this season was the 49ers and they got their asses kicked um I wish I could see the easy schedule to date. Um, I don't think I can. Easiest schedule so far. The easiest NFL schedule so far. No, I just have all preseason stuff. Uh, no, 
can't see it. Uh, my point is the Cowboys, even if it's not the easiest, it's one of the easiest schedules so far this season. The only hard team they played against was the 49ers, and they got their asses kicked. Now they take on the Eagles. Also, the uh, Cowboys do not do a good job of stopping the run. 29th, an opponent rush success rate. Um, and when you take away turnovers, a lot of their defensive metrics take a pretty big hit because they have got so many turnovers uh, and a lot of defensive scores as well. I don't think that's sustainable. I think the Eagles are going to be able to run the ball against them. Um, and the Cowboys, even though they've had the easy schedule in the NFL so far this season, net yards per play of plus 0.2, that is only 10th in the NFL. Uh, they are in for yet another rude awakening uh, on Sunday afternoon against the Eagles, which brings me to Sunday night football game of the week, perhaps. The DeMar Hamlin game, we're going to hear about DeMar Hamlin 85 times during the game because uh, it is the Bills and the Bengals, a game where he was hurt last year. I'm going to take the over. Over 48.5. Let's root for points in this one. I said last week I bet on the 49ers, but I said there is a chance that after the bye week, Joe Burrow is going to be healthy and he's going to look really good. There is a chance of that happening, but until I see it, I'm not going to believe it. What happened? Exactly that. So this is actually a bet uh, against the 49ers that I wasn't actually upset that I lost because I even said... I'm willing to lose the bet if Joe Burrow comes out and looks like the Joe Burrow of old, and that is exactly uh, what happened. Let me show you this here. Uh, if I can bring this up. Ooh, I'm getting sicker by the second. I can feel it. So all season I've been shitting on the Bengals. I've been shitting on Joe Burrow because they had not been good. Uh, and then I'm just going to show you uh, some PFF rankings. Now, once again, PFF is not uh, the be-all, end-all. Uh, but let me show you Joe Burrow's numbers here. Okay, I'm going to show my screen if you're watching this on YouTube. Uh, if you're not watching this on YouTube, either go watch it on YouTube or look it up on PFF or just listen to me talk about it. Uh, let's show that, and then I'm going to minimize myself, um, and that is not the window that I want to show. Uh, I hope there is no tab up there. No, I don't think there is. All right, I'll just do it this way. Sorry, guys. Let me close out my porn tabs. Um, Joe Burrow. Look at the PFF rankings. So for his first uh, seven starts, 43 grade in uh, week one, 69.174, 50.8, 78.757. .7, and then finally gets the 49ers, who are supposed to be one of the better defenses in the NFL. Uh, a grade by PFF of 88.6. And if you watched the game, you saw it. Joe Burrow finally, for the first time this season, looked like the Joe Burrow of old. That is all I needed to see. Now, that might make you think uh, that, I would, that I'm going to bet the Bengals, but no. Why? Well, because their defense still sucked. Their defense has a lot of issues uh, and still have had a lot of issues. They gave up 8.2 yards per play to the 49ers. Thankfully, they had a couple turnovers uh, that saved them the game. Um, but they gave up 8.2 yards per play. Another defense is 31st in the NFL in opponent yards per play, giving up, uh, what is their season-long number here? Giving up 5.9 yards per play. Only the Broncos have given up more yards per play than the Cincinnati Bengals. So, yes, I do like the Bengals' offense now, but I cannot trust their defense yet. And then the Bills, very similar in terms of their offense being much better uh, than their defense. Um, their defense has some red flags and also some injuries that have hurt them so far this season. 
So I trust both offenses way more than both defenses. I'm going to bet the over. I'm surprised he totals at 48.5. I would have expected to be at like 50, 51. So I'll take over 48.5 between the Bills and the Bengals, which leads me to Monday Night Football. The Chargers playing prime time for the second time, second week in a row. And I will once again bet the Chargers minus 3, minus 110 against the Jets. Uh, it's t- time to sell high on the New York Jets. The Jets have won three straight games. Uh, people are starting to make a deal. Oh, maybe like they're kind of a team of destiny thing. They got the story of Aaron Rodgers being owed and people think Zach Wilson has looked better. Zach Wilson has not been good. The Jets still in the NFL are 31st in EPA per play. Uh, and on third down, this is what's killing the Jets. They are converting only 22.99% of third down opportunities. That is by far the worst mark in the entire NFL. And as bad as the Chargers defense is, They've actually been solid on third down. They keep teams to converting a third down, uh, a first down from third down, just 37.65% of the time. So uh, the Chargers stumbled early in the season. They had a very tough schedule to start the year, to be fair. Um, but we saw what happened last week on Sunday Football when they play a bad team. Their offense is still an elite offense, um, and they can beat up on some bad football teams. The Jets are a bad football team. They'll be making it into my fraud rankings this week. And there's no way this Jets offense can keep pace with the Chargers offense. So I will take the Chargers minus three, minus 110 uh, on the road uh, in New Jersey. Uh, so there you go. Those are my all my picks for this week. I'll quickly recap them, and then I'll give you my five best bets and uh, some and my teaser play. Uh, Titans plus three, minus 115 against the Steelers. Dolphins Chiefs under 51, minus 110. Rams plus three, even money against the Packers. Commanders, plus three, minus 105 against the Patriots. Buccaneers, Texans, over 40, minus 110. Cardinals, plus eight, minus 110 against the Browns. Bears, plus seven and a half, minus 110 against the Saints. Seahawks, Ravens, under 43, minus 110. Falcons, minus four and a half, minus 110 against the Vikings. Colts, minus two and a half, minus 115 against the Panthers. Giants, plus 124 in the money line against the Raiders. Eagles minus three, minus 105 against the Cowboys. And Bills, Bengals over 48 and a half, minus 110. And then finally, Chargers minus three, minus 110 against the Jets. My five best bets of the week are Dolphins, Chiefs under 51, Bucks, Texans over 40, Cardinals plus eight against the Browns, Seahawks, Ravens under 43, and Chargers minus three. So Cardinals, Chargers, and then the under in Dolphins and Chiefs, under in Ravens, Seahawks, and the over between the Bucks and the Texans. If you're looking for spread bets, uh, a lot of people I know are in pick'em contests where it's spreads only and you want my five spread bets, then my five favorite spread bets are Rams, Colts, Cardinals, Eagles, and Chargers. Rams, Colts, Cardinals, Eagles, and Chargers. Teaser of the week. We're taking two underdogs and giving them some more points. We're going Dolphins from plus two and a half up to plus eight and a half against the Chiefs. And then we're going Bills plus nine uh, up from plus uh, three against uh, the Bengals. So there you go. I do have total bets for those games. But if you want my sides, uh, I'll go Dolphins and Bills, tease them up and pair them together. Survivor. One play this week. Take the Colts against the Panthers. I talked about it earlier. I think it is a great matchup for the Colts. Um, I told you last week as well. Hopefully you didn't listen to my Colts pick last week. But this week I do like the Colts. Uh, I think it's there's going to be very few weeks that you're going to want to take the Colts. I think doing it against the Panthers is probably a good bet. Um, and that's just about it. Uh, I wouldn't trust the Browns against the Cardinals. 
Don't really trust the Saints against the Bears, to be honest. Uh, I have one survivor pick for you. It's Colts against the Panthers. Stylistically, I think it is a great matchup for the Colts. Uh, That is my survivor pick of the week. All right, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, This has been uh, the Jordan flu game for me. I feel disgustingly sick. Hopefully, I'm feeling better by next week. Uh, Please subscribe to the podcast on YouTube. Uh, Rate and review the podcast on whatever, whatever podcast platform you listen to this on. Uh, gambler bless. Uh, let's get some, let's get some good luck. We all need to say a little prayer to gambler this week because I have had some bad, bad, bad betting luck the past couple weeks. We need that luck to turn things around. So please praise be to gambler. Let's get back on the, on the right side of things. Uh, love you all. Best of luck with your bets this week. Uh, and I'll talk to you next week. The road to 272 bets marches on.